AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everybody, welcome to Mini Crush, the Monday edition where I sit here with my good friend Noel and we fart around and talk about movies. Yeah, that is exactly how I describe it to my friends. We interact with you people via Facebook. Mm -hmm. I wish there was another way. There's got to be another way. Maybe we'll figure that out. Maybe maybe Instagram? Facebook sucks. LinkedIn? Facebook owns Instagram, no? Ah, so it's, this is a political thing for you, Chuck. Yes. Okay, I see. I don't want to be on there. Twitter. You, do you not tweet? You don't tweet, do you? Uh, I'm not on Twitter. You're not a tweeter? No. I'm not either. In fact, I miss a lot because I don't tweet. Some of the other shows that I'm on, we have pretty active Twitters, and I'll always hear stuff from Ben or Matt about like, hey, did you see a thing on Twitter? I'm like, nope. But are you missing out? Not really. Exactly. I usually see it screenshotted somewhere else later. Yes. Maybe I'm just like a day late. Yeah, yeah. I wonder sometimes if all the smartphones... Went away mm-hmm. overnight. Got raptured. Yeah, you know? got raptured. Like, I feel like in a week, I would be like, "All right, yeah, this is this is the new how normal." I lived most of my life, I know. Uh, there are I some think, people that would lose their minds. Yeah, though. I think a lot of people would literally go crazy. Mm-hmm. And when I say literally go crazy, I mean figuratively go crazy. I was without a phone for about three days recently, and it was simultaneously liberating and a little, like, uh, made me a little uneasy. Yeah. But I leaned more into the liberating side of it, and it was actually pretty great. Well, the funny thing is you hear uh, safety, like, oh, but you have your phone, like, you know, in case anything ever happened, like, which is true. But I lived 37 years without a smartphone. It's true. And and we were all fine. Yeah. We were okay. You were okay, Noel. I was okay. Oh, God. I'm still okay most of the time. How are you? I'm good. You okay? Yeah, I'm being fake uh, fake outrage. Oh, I see. Okay. I was going to get fake mad at you. Oh, yeah. 
Come on, Noel. Is it all an illusion, Chuck? Is it all lies? It's a bit. Where's the truth? God, I'm even holding up my sign that says it's a bit, and okay. you're just looking right past it. I'm not. I am <laughs> just didn't know what I couldn't. I was squinting. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see here. You seen any good movies lately, by the way? Yeah, what did I see? Um, eh? Oh, I, I, I watched Big Fish for the first time in years the other day. <laughs> uh, was, was that a punishment? <laughs> you didn't like it? You don't like Big Fish? Nah. It's a little schmaltzy. I, I didn't love Big it's Fish. Not, it's a little schmaltzy. I thought my kid would like it, but actually kind of she, she got bored by it. And I realized that my memories of it were a little better than the, the movie itself. It's a little slow. I think that's one of those movies that doesn't, hasn't aged well. It's a little uh, hard on sleeve, kind of cheesy. It's not the best. Because I thought of it as the last good Tim Burton movie. Uh-huh. And I realize you can sort of see his decline even in that movie. I'm looking up Tim Burton right now, Noel, because I know I have given that guy shit. For, oh, it's, uh, it is deserved. Not being that great <laughs> anymore. But I'm looking up because I, I, would, I would like to honestly see what I would vote as the last good. Are we saying good or great? Great. What's, what's the qualification? That's the thing, though. Was he ever really great? Yes. You think so? Mm-hmm. What was great? What was the great Tim Burton movie? Batman? Pee-wee's Big, well, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, sure. I think. Okay. Um, Beetlejuice, for sure. That's true. That's Edward true. Okay. Scissorhands, yes, I love. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot Ed about Ed Wood, Edward. I love. I forgot about, I, okay. See, I've, his, he's already sullied his... IMDb so much that I've literally forgotten about those those great movies because all I think about is like you know the bad planet of the apes and right. you know, all of the CGI monstrosities. Dark shadows that movie didn't even make a dent no it didn't even in, make a ping on the, the radar like you know all those horrible looking Alice in Wonderland movies that, that he's just leaning so hard on the CGI stuff now that it's like that's what we loved about Tim Burton was that it was all practical effects and right. claymation and real like stuff. you know we, real weird set design and stuff you know you know what no I'm looking at his list I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now for me this is just my dumb opinion the last truly great movie he made that I loved was Ed Wood Ed Wood's fantastic <laughs> in 1994 but that's the thing Mar- Wood... Mars Attacks eh Sleepy Hollow meh yeah Sleepy Hollow Planet of the Apes meh no Big Fish meh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory meh Ugh. I did not see Corpse Bride Corpse Fair Bride's enough. cool that might have been it, good it, you know it's, it's a lot like uh Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's it's not as good. It doesn't have the spark, you know? It doesn't have the same yeah. kind of magic. Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, Big Eyes. I thought Big Eyes was cool. You didn't see Big Eyes? I saw it. I didn't like you it. You just didn't like it. You said you didn't like Christoph Waltz. You thought he was just smarmy and awful. <laughs> well, then he, I said it before. He played a man from Nebraska. Yeah, that's right. And he still sounds the same. As <laughs> he still sounds like Werner Herzog. So weird. Uh, Dumbo's coming out. Beetlejuice, too. I mean, of course, I'll... He has a chance for redemption. With I mean, Beetlejuice that's such too. a big swing for that to be. There's the, no way it can be as good. There's no way it can be as good, but he also has to kind of, you know, honor the original material. He can't do an Alice in Wonderlandized version of Beetlejuice. People will revolt in the streets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll be leading that charge. I'll have my, I'll have my axe and my, my torch, <laughs> my baseball bat. And we will go and we will kill Tim Burton dead. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everyone. No. By the way. We would never. I could probably get arrested for just saying that. That's probably true, Chuck. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases. 
and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we're going to move on to social studies. Social studies on movie crush. And I believe I went with another Oscar-related uh, question, and that was, who or what was robbed the most this year with an Oscar snub? Make your case in one sentence. There are, of course, a bunch of smart Alex on here. Yeah. They're listing truly bad movies. Oh, okay. But that's okay. Uh, I'm There's s- another uh, awards <laughs> ceremony for those. The Razzies. We should do something about the Razzies sometime. Oh, we should. Let's do a little Razzies thing yeah, this year. Yeah, it'd be fun. Do a Razzies roundup. Totally agree. Razzies roundup. God, no, you're so These good. These things just name themselves. All right. Julia Lurch says uh, she feels like Tony Collette for Hereditary. Um, her performance after finding, well, that's a spoiler, so I won't even read that. And then, But she says, never mind the dinner table scene. It's bonkers. But the thing is, movies like that always get snubbed. I know. And she was so tight in that yeah. movie. And I thought she was good. I think we talked about this. I'm sure we did. The director, who this is like his first big movie, yeah. decided to turn what he had written as a much more of a family drama oh, into right. a horror sure. because he knew it'd be easier to like sell like yeah. for a first movie. But yet the performances, that's what makes it such an interesting hybrid, right? Because the performances are legitimately like tense family drama kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So good. Uh, Don Barnhart says, Elsie Fisher, uh, she should have been nominated for Best Actress for 8th Grade. Uh, she made me relive the awkwardness of junior high and broke my heart into pieces. Uh, yeah, I agree. She was great. 
I haven't seen that one. I want to because I've got a kid that's not that old, but she's very much into that whole YouTube culture. She's not far off, no. She's not far off. Yeah, a few years. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you should totally see it. You would love it. Uh, Christine Fordham says, won't you be my neighbor? Um, For best documentary, I mean – Truly one of the great Oscar snubs. Yeah. I've been in a weird one. And I didn't realize that um, NPR produced that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like an NPR film or something like that. Or I don't know exactly how they branded it, but they they were talking about it on NPR. And, and some of the hosts were saying they thought it was a snub largely for selfish reasons because they wanted to be able to go to the Oscars. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I'm bummed because, you know, Scotty uh, did some of the camera work and some of the interviews on that. And not only did I think it was going to get nominated, I was like, man – Scotty will have worked on a, a best doc, documentary winner because I was just convinced that was going to win. It's so good. What did get nominated? I, I don't think I. I mean, Jesus. I don't know. Look it up. I, I've, got, I've got it. There's just a big list here. Best documentary. Uh, I haven't heard of any of these. What are they? Minding the Gap, which I've heard is great, but I don't know what it's about. I haven't seen by it. By Bing Liu uh, of Fathers and Sons. Oh, R, RBG was good, but honestly, didn't see it yet. I th- I, I thought that uh, Mr. Rogers was way better than RBG. Yeah, that's weird. I think maybe RBG has more current weight, I guess, in terms of like, you know. I'm just – the whole – none of it makes sense because, of course, it's great. But like Mr. Rogers and all the nostalgia and the message in today's climate, like it was all there. It's just so You know, you're odd. right, especially as it got into the way he handled really difficult subjects for kids. Yeah, and, and testifying in front of Congress. Oh, and, oh, and that – you're right. You know, there's so absolutely – no, that's a very strange snub. Good, uh, good call. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Debbie uh, – Debbie – Frangadakis. Frangadakis. She also said, won't you be my neighbor? Uh, Kelly Conklin says Bradley Cooper for director and first man for best picture. Uh, Fred Nurk, the Nurkster, says, sorry to bother you. I thought it was a fantastic movie and deserved a nomination. For what? Probably best picture. Hmm. No, I don't think it's best picture material. No. But see, that's where we were talking about best first time filmmaker. Yep. Or uh, breakout star for the girl in eighth grade. Yeah, like that's where those might might have be some good categories. I think it could have like maybe even something for like best. It had just there should be like a a, a category for weirdo movies. Too. Yeah, like what would you call that? <laughs> Bet, like most innovative. Yeah, or, or like Noel's favorite. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, it's a good question. Uh, Scott Sodergren, I totally agree, Mister uh, Sodergren. You say Ethan Hawke, his performance was amazing, and he really did deserve a nomination for that role. Um, totally agree, man. So good in that movie. Uh, Danielle uh, Ferlito uh, says, First Man, best movie I've seen in like 15 years. I still haven't seen that. This is the, was it Buzz Aldrin? No, it's Neil Armstrong, right? Yeah. Is he Neil Armstrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. First Man, Noel. Sorry, dude. I Neil was thinking, Armstrong was the first. But Buzz was right Buzz behind Aldrin. him. Sorry. You need to get up on your NASA. I really do. I really do. Uh, Nick Cowley. I didn't go to space camp, okay? every All of my other <laughs> colleagues went to space camp except me. So That's true. It's, yeah. uh, Nick Kelly says, my boy Gosling, first man, is quiet intensity at its best. I love uh, I love Gosling. He's really he's good at that great. quiet intensity, too. Uh, Josh, That's kind of his thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> Blade Runner, quiet intensity. Quiet intensity. Drive, quiet intensity. Quiet intensity. Yeah. He should be. He's a singer, too. He should start a band called... Quiet intensity <laughs> in 10 cities. Joshua Hall says, Lakeith Stanfield for best actor. The guy elevates, sorry to bother you, to another level. It's true. He's, he's a great, he's got this like energy that's so, like it's comedy, but it's also like very 
heartfelt and like you, yeah. you're there with him. You know, I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Mary O'Donnell says Paddington 2. Uh, Wes Anderson wishes he could make a film with such whimsy and heart. It's so good. Is it really? Oh, yeah, dude. Paddington 2. It's crazy. I haven't yeah, seen Paddington 1. Will I be able to follow it? Yes. doesn't matter. <laughs> they're, they're very self-contained. No, it's 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 got a lot of these great British comics in it, like um, the dudes from like the Mighty Boosh and like uh, IT Crowd and all oh, of these. Right, like, right. Really, so I think the guy that directed it directed the show The League of Gentlemen, which is a, a really, really great, weird Would uh, Would Ruby like it? Is it? Oh, God, yes. For, for a three-and-a-half-year-old? Yeah. Right. It's, it, it, that's the beauty of it is it's got something for everybody. It's got like adventure. It's got this whimsy like they're saying. It's got a great story and it's got real, real heart and like it's, it's really a beautiful movie. All right. It's on the list. Uh, let me see here. Amanda Blaney uh, Laurier says Tony Collette for Hereditary. Another nod for her. Um, TJ Danny says if Beale Street could talk for best picture. I've heard that criticism. Um, Sierra Sherry says Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place. She gave me all the feels. All right. Fair enough. Um, DC Hoover says Bradley Cooper for Best Director. All right. I've heard mixed reviews on that one. On Star is Born. Yeah, it looks like a big, giant movie, though. Hollywood loves a big, self-referential, you know. Mm-hmm. It's also like a remake of a classic, so Hollywood seems Remake really... of a classic, which was a remake of a That's classic. That's right. Hollywood loves that stuff. It's the third or fourth one, isn't it? I think it's the third, yeah. Third? Yeah. Uh, A.J. Middlestead says eighth grade and hereditary in a quiet place. Peter Ferrelli, uh, Ian Lyon says Peter Ferrelli uh, for his near-perfect direction of the beautiful green book. Uh, another vote for Sorry to Bother You from Mike uh, Doyle uh, for screenplay. Yeah, that sometimes that's a good way to acknowledge a movie mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. With the writing. Yeah, sort of like, uh, didn't, didn't Adaptation win Best Screenplay? I believe it did. Because that's a good one. That's like a really kind of taking the form of screenplay like yeah. to another place. That's, yeah, that's totally agree. definitely what any kind of like meta-ness in writing is always a good thing. Uh, Bruce Conwell, another vote for Tony Collette. I'm glad she's getting props at least from the people mm-hmm. for, for that great performance, even though it's a disturbing horror film. It still counts as a movie, everyone. It sure does. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. Genre pictures just maybe best genre picture would be a good category. Yeah. So it's like, what would that be? What counts as genre? Horror, sci-fi? I guess so. That would take forever, though. They'd have to have one for every every genre. Well, no, you could just lump them all together. Oh, gotcha. I, that's know. a good point. I see. I see. All right. We're going to move on, everyone. Those are some good comments. And, uh, boy, I'm excited about this next bit. Haiku Theater. I, I don't know why I know that we've never done this. Uh, Stuff You Should Know had a haiku phase about... Early on, about eight or nine years ago, and we got so many haikus, uh, we got sick of them and hated haikus. Yeah, and now you're ready to now dive I'm ready back to in. Go back, and people really got into this, and I was literally reading them out loud to Emily live as they were coming in last night, and laughing my ass off. And I was like, I got to stop doing this because all I'll do is sit around and read uh, haikus all night, and it'll ruin tomorrow. So I'm, I'm going to leave these up, and I'm going to keep reading these every other week or so because these are so much fun. The deal is the movie title is the the title of the haiku. And then, you know, the form. Do you know the form? The haiku form? 575, right? 575. Look at you. 17 syllables. Vanessa Lopez. Let's start it out with Sharknado. Sharknado, raining from the sky as Chuck Stradamus foretold, the Sharknado looms. 
Because, oh. you know, I predicted that movie. Did you know that? I, I That was a Did you ever hear that? Stuff You Should Know thing, right? Yeah. I, I said something about a movie with sharks and tornadoes. And like a year and a half, two years later, that movie came out. <laughs> Man, so, I mean, the fact of the matter is. That, it does make you wonder. I don't no, think I created the seed it, of that idea, but you really never no, know. There's no, you absolutely, there, that is absolutely on the table that that could have been the case. Some dumb bum could have heard that and been uh-huh. like, hey, I can yeah. totally make that happen. Yeah. And then they just bided their time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Sixth Sense. Uh, this is from Megan Johnson uh, Frucci. And she got 45 up likes, so this better be good. And by the way, this has a spoiler. If you have not seen Sixth Sense. I tune out for the next eight seconds. The Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis is dead. Yes, he's been dead the whole time. Dead, I tell you, dead. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Nice job, Megan. Uh, Genevan Valen. I know I've talked about your name before. So close to the perfect name. She's one syllable away. <laughs> All right, Jenna. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I know you are, but... What am I without my bike, loner and rebel? Not bad. Our old friend Aaron Cooper has one for airplane. Pilots ate the fish. Can you fly and land this plane? Don't call me Shirley. I was hoping that was going to be snuck in there. Of course. Uh, Julie Siggins Perez for Psycho. Marion steals cash. Changes mind at creepy motel. Too late. Now she's dead. Not bad. Uh, Coobs, Don Kuby, our old pal in Connecticut, says, Titanic. Bad contrived romance. Mammoth iceberg sinks the ship. Rose, selfish and cold. What? <laughs> she wasn't selfish and cold? All right, Coobs, well, I take I mean... issue. She, I was think she? people people give her shit because she didn't make a space for him on the floating door. <laughs> there was another fun val- uh, Titanic one in here. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, Melinda Bacaleo says, Titanic, Rose is rich but sad. Jack is poor but loving life. There's room for two, Rose. So she addresses that right there. And that was sort of the voice of the audience screaming at yeah, Rose. I think so. Like, hey. And Melinda followed that up with, OMG, this is so much fun. (laughs) I totally agree. I'm just going to read all these over the next few weeks. Cool. Uh, Eric Keith for Major League. The ex-con pitches. Vampire steals the bases. Indians beat Yanks. All right, a little more obscure maybe. Mm -hmm. I liked Major League though. Major League, that was the one with Charlie Sheen, right? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Sean McFarlane for Pulp Fiction. What's in the briefcase? I shot Marvin in the face. Bad motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> uh, let me see. That's here. the joy of the the haiku form is you start to realize like the economy of language, you know? Yeah, for sure. Here we go. Kristen Glenn Kister for Jurassic Park. Mosquito and Sap. All girl dinos make babies. Life uh Finds a way. Ah, <laughs> oh, got its own syllable. Yes. Fantastic. Very creative, Kristen. Yeah. Well done. And she said, actually, full props here. Uh, Kristen says, my son's girlfriend get, gets credit for the uh. So this was a family affair. I love that. UHF, have you seen that, Noel? With Weird Al? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Jason long, long Hancock has one for that. 
Very cute Cocker Spaniel, by the way, Jason. UHF, it really is great. You people think I'm joking. Spin the wheel of fish. I guess that was a thing from that movie, huh? Yeah, that was uh, sort of like drink from the fire hose. Was mm-hmm. it maybe one of those? I don't know. I Wasn't that thought. Kramer from um, from yeah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld was in it? I think he was. He was sort of a screwball game show host or something like that. No, I don't know. I would think that spin the wheel of fish might have been something that he did. Yeah. Karen Knox. Karen's on here a lot. Thanks for your participation, Karen. Uh, for the movie Seven, Godless People Die, Brad Pitt v. Kevin Spacey, Gwyneth's in the Box. That's a good spoiler. Uh, yes, that's only four syllables at the end. Oh, no. Gwyneth is in the box, I there would we say. Go. Let's there do we it. Go. We'll just make a slight amendment there. That's probably what she meant. Uh, Patrick Gorman for E.T., Lost and Left Alone, but Elliot saves the day. Phone home, friend. Phone home. You should write one over there while I'm doing this. And I'll oh, keep, okay. Can Jeez. you do it? Nah, wow. That's, that's okay. All right. I'm going to read two more, and you need to have one finished by the time I finish that. All right? Uh, Caleb Bryant, our old buddy, says, Isle of Dogs. Chuck hasn't seen it, so he will not get this joke. All right. Well, that's only six syllables. So, Caleb, you're fired. Oh, wait. So he will not get this joke. Caleb, I'm sorry. I'm fired. <laughs> Let me just start that over, Caleb. I'm so sorry. I ruined your time in the sun. Caleb Bryant for Isle of Dogs. Chuck hasn't seen it, so he will not get this joke. It features haiku. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and then one more, and then we're going to go with Knowles. Pressure's on. Dude. From Mike Sams. Uh, he did the never-ending story. This theme was too deep. Why did Artax have to die? Boob rays therapy. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's really good, actually. You know, I've never seen that movie. Well, because the boob rays, well, that's a thing that I, he literally clocked all the things that, that most stuck out to me with that movie. Is the boob rays were these like sphinxes and they had these big breasts with like kind of rays? <laughs> erect nipples and shot. The lasers didn't come out of the boobs. They came out of the eyes. Oh, it's like, oh, okay. But you were looking at the like, boobs. Is it like the fembots? Yeah, from, kind of, uh, no, they, that's probably where they got powers? the idea. And then Artex was the horse that sank into the swamps of sadness. And then therapy is what you had to get after seeing that movie because it wrecked <laughs> you as a child. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Noel, do you Chuck, have it? No, I don't have it. I, All right, I, I'm going to read two more then. Oh, my God. We're going to make you do this. Wow. All right, Megan Johnson Frucci says, fried green tomatoes. Iggy Bee Charmer will do anything for Ruth. Secrets in the sauce. Good movie. Kristen Glenn Kister, uh, once again. She has two for Tombstone, Noel, so you get extra time. Wyatt Earp is done. Doc is your huckleberry. He brings hell with him. And then this one also for Tombstone. No bustle, how lewd. You're a daisy if you do. Wyatt, you're an oak. <laughs> Good stuff, Kristen. I love that. I'm going to read one more just to give you more time, Noel, because this is Harry Potter, which is probably what you're writing over there from our old friend Carolyn Gaston. Harry Potter. Harry's a wizard. Fights he who must not be named makes a few friends, too. Pretty good stuff. All right, Noel. <laughs> what do you got? Well, I'm, I've got one line, Chuck. Okay, I'll give you more time. Boy, you're really milking this. 
Jimmy Mallory does Wayne's World. Public Access Show. It's Party Time. Excellent. Wayne's World, Mom's Basement. Zoe Sisson says this for Bird Box. Don't look at that thing. Look at it and then you die. This movie lacks plot. <laughs> I love that. That was a haiku review. That could be an old, uh, a whole segment all by itself. Well, I mean, it rhymes. It's a perfect name for yeah. a segment. Haiku review. Haiku review. Uh, Robert Eldridge says uh, for Stand By Me, a barfarama, biggest one in four counties, we found a body. I love this. This is so much fun. Wait a minute. This would be fun too. We should have, we should have, we kind of missed the boat on this. We should have done it where you had to guess what the movie was. Oh, that is not bad. Because that was Stand By Me. So maybe we'll do an dish called Mystery Haiku Theater. There you go. We'll just do different versions of this. I like it. Have you got your haiku? No, role? Chuck, I don't know how to write a haiku, okay? God. Are you really bailing on this? I'm not. I, I did not sign up for this. That's not bailing if I did not <laughs> agree to this to begin with. My, you know, my first line is, is, is why Harry Potter? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry for that coughing fit, everyone. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll just end then. No, no, no. I'm going to keep. I'm going to. I want to. I want to continue this. I, mean, I hope you're intrigued. Well, I am. But do you want to do this now? No. I, or do you want to come back next week, Chuck? That sounded How very long like a, take you. Are, do you want? Do you really want to do this now, Chuck? Do you really want to do this? All right, Noel. I'm. I'm literally going to read the next three. Okay. And if you don't have a haiku, then you're fired. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yvan Baudet says, for goodwill hunting, genius janitor has no direction in life. Will, it's not your fault. Good one. Uh, Rich Del Grande, great name, uh, for demon knight. Ooh, I don't even know what that is. Immortality. Ain't all it's cracked up to be. Zane is persistent. And then we're going to finish with another one from Melinda uh, Bacalo. Uh, she does Gone with the Wind. Scarlet loves Ashley, but Ashley loves Melanie. Rhett gets the last laugh. No? Do we have our <clears throat> haiku? <clears throat> oh, well, here we go, everyone. Why, Harry Potter, you magic wizard person, why do you haunt me? <laughs> I can't believe that took 10 minutes. Hey, look, I, 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 it didn't take 10 minutes. It took 10 seconds. I just had to like decide what direction I was going to go. I in, saw you. you know? They're counting on your fingers. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, boy. That was, gonna, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Thanks for making me do that. Thanks for pulling that out of me. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. 
and let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, everyone, we're going to finish up with uh, another comment card, Oscar edition, where you ask your Oscar-related questions to uh, Nolan myself. We're going to keep that Haiku Theater going. I like the mystery idea. That's a good idea, Noel. We get to, we have to guess the movie? That's so perfect. Because most of them don't have the movie name, and they're just, like, describing a scene or, yeah. like, uh, some character thing. And a lot of them are, like, a little, little tricky, yeah. a little shrouded. I like that. Because then people would try and stump us. Then it becomes uh, becomes a game of stump. Stump the hosts. That's true. All right. We're going to go with uh, Zach Pointer. He has this Oscar question. Is there money that comes with we, uh, the award? No, Zach. They do not pay them for winning an Oscar. No. I no, get there's, it. There's no purse. Nah, sometimes awards have a little thing attached. But sure. Like a grant. <laughs> yeah, but these people don't need grants. No, they don't need grants. The money comes from the Oscar buzz. That's where you, you yeah, sure. you definitely win money. <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you when you win an Oscar, you definitely win money. Yeah. They just don't give it to you directly. Right. It is it is indirect monies in your pocket. Charles Ogan says most notorious Oscar telecast moment for me when Snow White sang Proud Mary with Rob Lowe. That was a pretty legendary uh Wait, what? Weird bit. Yeah, you don't remember that? No, is this when was this? Like in the eighties or something? Ew, no, it wasn't even that long ago. Um I'm not really sure. Let me look here. Snow White. Snow White, like the animated character? Oh, that's Snow White. Not the other Snow White. <laughs> the porn star? <laughs> oh God, Noel, why do you have to sell I'm kidding. You? I don't know if there's a porn star named Snow White. Um, when was this? Two thousand thirteen, maybe? It was just embarrassing. It just was a bad it was a bad idea. Yeah, I mean Look at this photo, Noel. <laughs> it's Rob Lowe singing with Snow White. Oh, okay. In character. Yeah. You know, lady dressed as Snow White. Okay. I was picturing it being like Who Framed Roger Rabbit style with like the real animated Snow White. Yeah. This oh, is... wait. 1989? Is that when it was? 
Sure seems like a 80s-ish kind of idea. Jeez. Why did I think that was more recently? It's because you're old, Chuck. Yeah. Well, I graduated high school in 1989. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Good oh, Lord. really? Wow. Yeah, class of 89, baby. That's awesome. What, what's your class? 2002. Ugh. Sounds like future child. I know. Uh, hey, how do you think I feel <laughs> when I meet people that were born in the 90s? <laughs> right. Um, it's funny because if you look up Rob Lowe, Snow White, one of the lead uh, articles from Hollywood Reporter is uh, Oscars colon – Rob Lowe's Snow White, The Untold Story of Oscar's Nightmare Opening. Can't wait to read that later. Was he the host that year or was Snow White hosting? <laughs> it wasn't Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. She's famous. That would be great. <laughs> well, let's see who wins Best Actor. La, 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 She's la, such la. a good whistler. She is a good whistler. I'm a decent whistler. I am too. I can't do it right now, though. No, it's fine. It's hard. You'd, you'd, it'd be all just blow into the mic. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't sound good. I've been eating uh, saltine, so oh, oh yeah, that would just be a big mess. Uh, well, obviously the the Warren Beatty debacle. Well, sure, that's the big. That's the only really big one I could ever. Well, even that think of. and then um, you know the whole story about uh, Jack Palance um, errantly giving the award to Marissa Tomei uh, for my cousin Vinny. No, I don't remember that. That's sort of the the legend has it is that. She really did not win that award. He said the wrong name. They just rolled with it? And they just rolled with it. <laughs> uh, I think it has been proven that that is not the case. Okay. But I'm going to dig into that. Maybe I'll, I'll recount that story in a future That'd episode. That would be a good one for Hollywood history. It would absolutely know. Thank you. It makes me think I've actually done it. That would be sad if I forgot that. I'm old, everyone. My memory's fading. Let me see here. Uh, Kevin Herbon says, is there a chance the host won't make this joke? So this year, we saw a villain with a funky skin tone try to kill the world with his children. And we saw Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Kevin, you should uh, – they, they should have a, a hotline where you could submit Oscar jokes because that's a perfect Oscar joke. It sounds like uh, – Bruce Valanche wrote it with his own uh, with his own stubby fingers. <laughs> Who is Bruce Valanche? He's one of the guys that writes for the Oscars every year. Oh, he does. He writes the punchy little bits. Yeah, he's a, he's sort of a legendary writer in Hollywood and for writing stuff like that. And he was on Hollywood Squares. And got it. Got you it. probably recognize him if you looked him up. He's great. He's he's a sheer delight. So I'm not I'm not knocking him. I love that guy. Uh, Dallas English says, "How do you think the Oscars will change in the next fifty years? Doesn't seem like they're on a sustained path." I don't know. I mean, does he think they're going to go away? It's not sustainable to him. No. Yeah. The Oscars is, is – it's a living and breathing thing. It's changed a lot over of the years. Of course it's sustainable. I mean, there's so much money in Hollywood and it's literally they're Hollywood's – They're not going to stop their it's, own – It's Hollywood's chance to pat themselves on yeah, the back yeah, for not, doing such a good job. Not do that. They would never miss that opportunity to uh, – well, I was about to say something dirty, but I stopped myself. Pat themselves on the back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Pat themselves over and over. On the back. On the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see here. Michael Griffith says, what are the real world effects of being nominated or winning? Um, well, uh, you, you hear about the Oscar bump in your career. Uh, it's supposed to increase your profile and get better roles. Yeah. But it is no, uh, very famously not done that sometimes. It can be fickle because then you get typecast. You get associated with that role so. or something maybe. Like I remember uh, Elizabeth Shue 
uh, for leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas, they thought that was like, oh well, from here on out. But it didn't quite go that way. And all, I think Marissa Tomei as well. It almost seems like you have to already be established, and maybe. then it gives you the bump. Maybe I don't know. Or you have to at least be already bankable, kind of, and it maybe raises sure. your profile. Yeah. But it's I don't know. That's an interesting phenomenon to to dissect. Yeah. It'd, it'd be interesting to like look at the numbers and look at like how it's affected people over over the years or whatever. Yeah. Like what you would do is you would go back and look um the, at like let's say the next three movies after your best actor or actress award. Like, what were those? But sometimes, um, I'm not saying it's their fault, but sometimes people have made very poor decisions mm-hmm. for their next movie after their Oscar that's win. That's right, that's right. That they thought, like, was going to be the right thing, and it turned out not to be. Absolutely. It, it just goes to show, I mean, like, there's a lot of uh, savvy that has to go into, like, picking roles, and, you know, you have to have good people, I guess, that give you good advice, and you yeah. have to ultimately have good intuition. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you can tank your career pretty quick if you accidentally sign on to something that seems great on paper, and then it just doesn't. Sure, work and out. then you know, taking the the bad advice of an agent or manager too that factors in. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me see here. Uh, Brandon uh, Surrogay or Surrogal says, "What's your favorite hot sandwich?" <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, Boy, it's a really close one between a Philly cheesesteak and a French dip. Interesting. What about you? Those are very good sandwiches. I, I like a I like a pastrami, like a oh, you a know, hot pastrami. Yeah, or like what do they call on rye? A hot pastrami on rye. I, I really think the best sandwich that there there is though is a really good banh mi. Oh, sure. Because you got that crunchy bread, <sighs> crunchy on the outside, soft yeah. on the inside. Crunchies all get up. A little bit of spice, a little I bit of sweet. It. It's a good sandwich. Yeah. No Monte Cristo, no? I do like a Monte <laughs> like, I'm more of a croque monsieur kind of guy. Oh, I love a croque monsieur. With the egg on the top. Yeah. Is that, which is the monsieur? No, oh, which the, is madame the madame is the one on top, I think. That's with the egg and the cheese yeah, and the ham. That's right. Which right? is a lot like a Monte Cristo. So I, I'm, I, I need to look into my sandwich history. No, I think a Monte Cristo has jelly in it. Okay. And I think it is powdered sugar. And powdered sugar, isn't it? Like French toasted. Yes, it's an egg dip. But so are the croque monsieur and the croque. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. We should totally start a sandwich podcast. I think that's a great. Yeah, no, you're right. though. Monte Cristo is a fried ham and cheese sandwich, and it's a variation of the croque monsieur. Ah, I know that when I worked at my restaurant in New Jersey, uh, that the elderly set loved the Monte Cristo, um, and I always associate it with being like <laughs> you know. Like an old person sandwich because they, they ate those things up, man. And, and the, I, I never saw kids ordering them. The croque madame has the egg on top. So it's almost like an egg in the hole kind of situation. Oh, a toad in the hole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, toad in the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Noel, next time you go to L.A., go to Barney's Beanery oh. and get the toad in the hole. Okay. No, I've never been there. It's wonderful. And it's a, a legendary place, too. It's been around. You totally has that vibe. Cool. And you never know who you're going to see in there. It's like an old school diner. And that is where uh, Janis Joplin went. Uh, and drank the night she died. Ooh. wonder what she ordered. Mm, most likely Southern Comfort would be yeah. my guess. That was her jam. Southern Comfort Soco. is awful. I love Southern Comfort. You like it? It's so sweet, though. Yeah, it's like a cherry uh, cherry liquor. Interesting. I, th- I feel like drinking a lot of that would make you really oh, sick. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. is I don't I don't sit around and drink Southern Comfort, but no. that has uh, long been my camping, uh, 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 what do you call Aperitif? it? Aperitif? Yeah, like, you know, we'll we'll all be hanging around and, you know, you pass a bottle around of okay. Southern Comfort Aww. and you take a slug of it every hour or so. I, I would drink Southern Comfort on a camping trip with you, Chuck. Yeah, because it has a lower uh, alcohol content. It's not like a 80 proof or whatever, a 90 proof. That was me dropping a hint. I want you to invite me I know camping. you're going to fucking go camping with me, Are you Noel? sure? Yes. All right, God. God. Jeez. 
Can I tell you something funny really quick? Yes. Uh, my girlfriend just texted me, and she works for the state in dealing with, like, placing homeless people in affordable housing. Oh, wow. It's really amazing. And she busts her ass, and she's a total badass. And she just sent me this litany of, like, really difficult things that she's been dealing with today. And I said, I have a baby job. You're dealing with all these real-world problems that affect people. And I wrote a Harry Potter haiku. (laughs) (laughs) And I found it difficult. Yeah. I had to write myself with that a long time ago, Noel, for being a a goofus who just runs his mouth for a living. But um, I think it's... uh, We've gotten enough good feedback over the years that it's a there is value to it. Oh no, there absolutely is. And I'm totally joking, but at the same time, it's just it's just funny because like and you see real work being done. No, you know <laughs> it is real work, and we do things other than run our mouths. By the way, Chuck. Oh, right? I know, I, mean, I know. But uh, I'm just I'm just being hard on us. It's true. All right, and the final question of the day that we're going to go with is uh, from Felix Lennon. It says, uh, "What is your favorite Spike Lee character ever?" That's Really, really tough because so many great Spike Lee characters come to mind. My first instinct is to go with Mookie from Do the Right Thing or Danny Aiello's character in Do the Right Thing. And then my brain goes to Noah Darling from She's Gotta Have It or Mars Blackman from She's Gotta Have It, which has been fully enriched by the uh, TV version. Or Jungle Fever. Oh, or He Got Game, man. Denzel and He Got Game. One of my favorite movies. Or maybe Bleak Gillum in Mo Better Blues. God, I'm so bad at this. Oh, God, or the little, or Alfred Woodard in Crooklyn. You're just a Spike Lee fan. I am, man. It, it, that would be really hard to pick. And I'm looking over the, his list of his films, and I think I've seen almost all of them. I never saw Red Hook Summer. I need to see that one. Uh, that was out a few years ago. It was like five or six years ago. I don't know why I didn't see that. For whatever reason, I no real reason at all. Um, I have not seen any of those deep, those older Spike Lee movies. When you say any, have you seen Do the Right Thing? No. Oh God. Have you seen Malcolm X? No. Have you seen She's Got to Have It? No. Have you seen School Days? No. Have you seen Jungle Fever? No. Have you seen She? Uh, have you seen Crooklyn? No. Have you seen Mo Better Blues? No. Oh no! I, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm being honest, man. I'm being angry I'm, I'm, right no, now. I know, I know. I'm just like I feel I like know. the Hulk. And I think I I really like Bamboozled when I was younger. <sighs> like I thought that was a really interesting, weird, uh, great movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably looked at as one of his like lesser movies. But that yeah. came out when I was you know I think uh, it was two thousand. Uh, yeah, and uh, I just I have not seen any of those movies, and there's no reason for it. I just need to I need to I need to correct that. Yeah. I feel like you should almost do just do like a Spike Lee week and see okay. like five movies in okay. a row. Yeah, my my best friend Frank um, recently saw Do the Right Thing for the first time, and he just couldn't stop talking about it. He yeah, said, oh, I mean that's the one you should start with. It holds up, you know, incredibly well. Or you could just go in order, maybe, and just go. She's got to have it. School days. Do the right thing. Jungle Fever and Mo Better Blues. That's a good like five spot to get you going. One of my heroes, everyone. The great, great Spike Lee. Fingers crossed. Do you think he deserves the the win for Black Klansman? Yeah, why not? Why not? But do you don't think that was like one of his best movies though, right? That was what we're talking about. It's sort of like, why didn't he get one for any of these ones that you seem to hold up so high? And then there's this one now he's finally getting nominated for. Is yeah. it, does it compare to his other work yeah. in your opinion? It's a, it's a top 10 Spike Lee movie. Got it. Uh, and, and I'm okay with the uh, the body of work Oscar. I'll just go ahead and say it. That's fine with me. I don't care. I think I think that's great. Uh, all right. 
that's it, everyone. I think we're done, Noel. You feel good? I feel great, man. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, I'm ready to get out of here and start my Spike Lee marathon. All right, let's do it. See you See next ya. time. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.